Welcome back to Same Shit, Different Brain, episode 11, and thank you for listening again. Sorry, I was just laughing there because Cash jumps out of his bed when he heard me shout hello. Hot Swan was here. Anyway, I hope you've had a good fortnight. I have so many plans these days, I feel like I've forgotten what I've even done. Not meaning to sound like this popular, but um, yeah, things have gotten pretty busy, haven't they? But to counter that I've gotten back into physical exercise in a big way well I say in a big way I joined my local pool which also does classes there at the gym and that's been really good because it's felt like I've definitely needed to get out of my head and into my body more as the stresses and competition for your headspace have ramped up with normality resuming swimming in particular I've been really enjoying it's just such a good stress buster I think and calms your nervous system and really wakes you up if you go in the morning but reggae yoga as well which I'm so glad is a thing I don't know about you but I just became a lot less motivated to exercise from home like the old days of your lockdown one so I need a membership to force me to do something and then my body and mind definitely thank me for it I definitely much prefer doing physical activity among other people now as well after so long following those YouTube videos at home on my own. So this week you'll hear Christy Butterfield on the show. We used to work together a few years ago and we also lived close to each other in Manchester city centre so we spent quite a lot of time together in those days going to the pub and working together doing things together but I haven't actually seen her for a few years now Um, and she now lives in Blackpool so it was lovely to catch up with her and she opened up about living with fibromyalgia I think I pronounced that right which is a condition that causes pain all over the body and extreme tiredness it sounds really taxing and that can inevitably impact on mental health as well so Christy shared about how she's managed all of this while living by herself and working from home during the pandemic. I hope you enjoy listening. Yay! <laughs> you okay? It's yeah. nice to see you anyway. I know, it's been so long. It's been like... Actual years, I think. Four years, maybe? No, no really? Three? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know either. A while. <laughs> it's trying to remember stuff pre-pandemic as well. It's like that makes it even harder. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I feel like that's been two years, but it's not, has it? Or has it? Well, it feels yeah, like it. Enough. But yeah, like just over a year, really, isn't it? Which feels ridiculous because it definitely feels longer. <laughs> yeah, it does feel longer. I do feel like I've been inside for two years. You're um, matched to your poster, to your Cortina's poster. I like it. Oh, I am. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Happy accident. Plan that well. So um, you're working at the hospital at the moment, aren't you? You're still there. Yeah, we're at Blackpool Hospital, yeah. That's been fun. So did you have to do um, extra shielding because you were at the hospital? Not really. W- were you working from home at all or were you in, at the... I've been working from home most of the time. Yeah. Pre-COVID anyway. Um, because... Oh like of my illnesses and stuff it allowed they allowed me um sort of like yeah I, yeah I was working from home a lot actually way before covid hit um just because it was easier for me with like being ill and then my job so like it, it's sort of like a new role with doing marketing in at a hospital it's not anything that anyone's done before so it was just yeah. sort of easier to have different working hours than like standard nine to five right. so, so you were doing it was cool basically yeah yeah <laughs> trendsetter aren't I <laughs> <laughs> do you um like work from home um yeah I prefer it actually yeah um, yeah it's so much better like um working in an office I don't know I don't know I don't really I don't really like it the I think the only time I've ever enjoyed working in an office is at Bet Fred you know yeah because of just because of the like the laughs and the the like the banter and everything well, like it was way yeah if you don't have the right environment it's just 
sort of a load of pointless distractions, isn't it? Yeah, it <laughs> it's is. Like politics that you don't want to be involved in. Office politics, office gossip, office losers. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I just don't want to be involved in it. So, yeah. Um, nope. Yeah. No, I'm not into it. I'm quite happy working from home and like seeing people over a computer. That's fine for me. I'm like, yeah, yeah way more comfortable as well. Yeah, exactly. And then um, when you actually see people and socialise, you sort of have more energy for it and you appreciate it a bit more, I think. Yeah. I think that's the way it's supposed to work, yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm still like, oh, God, leave me alone. I know, yeah. In normal times, it would be. But now I just feel like my energy levels are absolutely plummeted. Like, I'll do the slightest thing and I'm so tired. Yeah, yeah. I just look forward thing, to getting yeah. back to my sofa. And watching TV. <laughs> yeah. And I've made this flat like far too comfortable. I don't ever want to leave it. <laughs> yeah. It's so weird. I went, go on. Sorry. I was just going to say, yeah, loads of people have just spent time and money like making their home like really nice how they want it to be. Yeah. During the pandemic. Yeah. So. Yeah. Just making it super cozy, like everything that I like that I want in here. And obviously, I've like got the bird now. So it's, like, I just oh, I don't yeah. want to leave him. <laughs> you don't want to leave him? No, it's like me with Cash. What, what, type, uh, what type of bird is it again? It's not a parrot, is it? He's a, a, yeah, he's a parrot. He's a Konya parrot, so he's oh. like tiny. He's probably about that big. Um, and he, he He's super cute. He can be really annoying. Like, he's been annoying me today, just squawking and stuff. But, um, <laughs> I, yeah, I don't want to leave him ever. I feel really bad. Like, I've even got a camera to watch him. Yeah. Actually, it's not like in trouble or anything not that I could do anything from far say. away but yeah, yeah. <laughs> like a baby monitor honestly I does just, he like, it's so sad does he come out of the cage and fly around yeah yeah he's oh, out all day pretty much yeah. sounds good company he's not out now um yeah yeah he has, he's been a bit of a saving grace actually because I only got him in January didn't I so it has been quite nice having to like actually have something to get up like and deal with yeah in the morning yeah I know what you mean having a pet yeah. is, is is always good company so it gives you like a bit of purpose doesn't it and yeah did he talk to you and I remember you sending us a video I can't remember what he was saying <laughs> he does talk he sort of mumbles more than anything I'm trying to get him to say um like love you because I just say it to him all the time oh. he started to say it more <laughs> um it's like he says hello um and he laughs. That makes me laugh every time. Like he does this weird little like comedy yeah. laugh. Yeah. Um, yeah, he's he's a good company. When he's when he's in a good mood, he's good company. When he starts like getting really nasty and bitey and stuff, I can't stand him. <laughs> oh God, no. <laughs> do you want him to turn vicious? No, no I do not. Um, okay, well, I will start on the questions. Um, okay, and. How's your day going today? Um, today, today's been quite a weird one actually because it's been so hot. Yeah. Um, I really yeah. struggle with energy when when it's like super warm. Yeah. And um, yeah, and because obviously because bank holiday was just gone, and then didn't really do much then, so it's been a bit weird getting back into the swing of things. But um, I've been into the hospital today for like getting my blood done so popped in to see a friend and then and had a chat and then um, and then came back and I've just I've not to be honest I've not been very productive today it has been one of those days where I've just been like oh god it does really um, rain you and it's this hot doesn't it yeah it really does and I'm knackered at the minute I think um it's I'm due on and it really takes it out of me that as well and yeah. like the fiber and everything I'm just like it's like a culmination of everything I'm just a bit like um so I was napping right before I came on on the air. I had a little one actually well I tried because <laughs> I've been like because I've just eaten so much of the last few days I got really bloated today and that coupled with the extreme heat I was so yes. bloated it was horrible and I had to just like keep necking drinks and then like had some rennies and then just trying to oh, eat mate. vegetables and yeah didn't feel yeah it's 
me. Being bloated as well, and like you start, do you feel like you start swelling up when it's hot? Yeah, I feel like I'm just like it exacerbates two yeah. sizes. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I'm absolutely like, well, yeah, I do feel really swollen. My hands feel weird actually. Yeah, um, just but yeah, clammy, and it ha- hats over hot yeah. water bottle because that's generally the only thing that helps. But obviously, it was like <laughs> I think I went to seven degrees today, so I'm there with this hot water bottle in the shade. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. Yeah, I can't believe you did that. <laughs> I've I've been sat in front of this fan. Can you hear that? Can you hear the fan? No, I can't actually. Oh, oh no, put it on the lowest that, one. I can see your hair blowing dramatically yeah. a little bit. <laughs> nice. <laughs> nice effect. <laughs> um, yeah, it, yeah. I've had this like sat in front of me the whole day, and I've just been like laid on the sofa, like oh, <laughs> just oh, horrible. Yeah, I got it from Amazon. It wasn't that expensive. Ah, I'll check it out. Get one. Mm. Um, so a bit of a weird one, all in all, bit of a yeah, 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 not normal. Just like a, a I feel like it's a day, bank holiday. Like you should be like, oh, it's Tuesday, it's not Monday, it's a short week, but you don't feel like that. It feels even worse than a normal start to the week. Yeah, yeah. I looked, I looked at my work calendar and I was like, right, it's Monday. I've got no meetings. I can just get everything done. And I realised I was like, it's Tuesday. Great like three meetings and I really cannot be bothered to even open the laptop let alone sit and talk to anyone oh god yeah couldn't be bothered when it's that hot no um okay so what are the things that impact your mental health the most um for me I'm very anxious um even more so than I ever have been I think Mm. um and I think that's a bit of a side effect of the whole fibromyalgia thing and I I get really anxious about like going outside or even being outside or um pretty much like doing anything talking to anyone it's it's really hard for me to I don't know just be around anyone else so that I really I really like struggle with the the anxiety of like I was really anxious to come talk to you, even though I've known you for like so long, and it's just normal, isn't it? But I think like the fact that I know I'm going to be like on camera or whatever. Yeah, <laughs> um, it's so not like it's just a normal thing. I guess you still it's not it. normal. So yeah, I appreciate that it takes yeah. guts to do it. Thank you for doing it. Well, you do it every time, so I don't know how you do it. It, it scared me it's sort of um, like I'm yeah, say, safer asking the questions I think but like yeah I'll yeah saying, like throw my two cents in but I guess it's not really <laughs> about me so maybe that makes it easier <laughs> maybe maybe it does um but yeah that's that's what gets me a bit the most um the anxiety the brain fog can really like impact me as well because um like I'll be talking to, just normally to anyone whether I've known them like forever or like a short period of time and my brain just stops working like, yeah. and I forget words and I feel stupid because that's never happened to me before I've always been quite chatty and like been able to hold a conversation and like I just forget words now it's really weird um yeah. I'll forget like things little things like like words and little things like um past conversations or yeah it's just it's really weird so those two are my main problems with the fog it's it was I was saying this last time but I think it was the worst after the first lockdown and I've been working freelance for a few months and I started a job so then when I was in regular meetings again I sort of felt like I was just stumbling over my words and like saying stupid things and then I was really dwelling on it afterwards and I felt yeah it was the same. I felt really stupid I was like what's wrong with you you're an idiot you don't have to speak <laughs> to people anymore but it's just normal after what we went through isn't it like we went through a not yeah. thing, so naturally we were gonna get out of the habit of interacting when we we're in bloody lockdown yeah the social side of things has definitely fallen especially like most for most people I think I don't think any any of us are on our own there but like I've definitely felt really like struggled with keeping the social side of things going like maintaining those relationships I've been quite happy just 
like locking myself away because I don't have to go into work and I don't have to go anywhere really so yeah it's, it has been hard and you do sit there and think have I like lost the plot because you can't talk like oh, it's, yeah, it's a you, weird one and it's it's funny because like you say so many people will have gone through that but everyone sort of just feels like they're on their own with it um yeah everyone's just trying to learn how to talk to each other again and uh, <laughs> it's, it was bad yeah. but then there were benefits to it obviously because you didn't have like FOMO you didn't have like pressure to agree to things you didn't want to do you didn't you were just sort of off the hook with a lot of things you just yes. have to just chill and completely like rest and obviously yeah. there was a lot going on it wasn't like just nice and chilled it was horrible like if you were following the news cycle just constantly stressful so all of that was energy sapping anyway wasn't it like yeah yeah it was I avoided all that to as much as I could to be honest because it was really like I started getting um way too involved in um all of that like watching the news and yeah me too how many people how many people had died that day and how yeah. many people had died in like the, the week or how many people were in like my hospital I was, it was like constantly and like my parents were really like worried about it because they're like older and then you've got grandparents like my nana was really ill over the first lockdown so that was really stressful and she was in and out of hospital and oh god it was just yeah it was like I think everyone some things that you would find really like easy to sort of manage you know like someone being ill or someone like I don't know having a bit of anxiety about something or whatever just like heightened wasn't it by like tenfold it was awful yeah because there was so much to think about all at once and you were worrying about people that you didn't even know and you would I felt like really helpless I just didn't know what yeah help and I was looking at like helplines I could volunteer on and things like that but I'm sort of in a selfish way I'm sort of glad I didn't end up doing that like I applied for things yeah I'd been on the phone to people who lived on their own and they were sort of really struggling I don't know whether I would have been well placed to help them and advise them and I don't know what impact it would have had on my own mental health yeah I think it probably would have bothered you a lot like not just you I mean anyone because like listening to someone who is on their own I know that like some of the nurses that we had um like we we hire international nurses and I was looking after them with my team and um like we were putting ourselves in danger by actually going to visit them and having to help these people because they were in quarantine um, for two weeks when they arrived and we had to go and get them food we had to like help them with anything oh, and like we were putting ourselves in danger to help these people because we knew what a way like you come over to a new country um you don't know anybody you've had like a really long journey you're in this place that you don't know like this house that you don't know a, a place that you don't know anything and like you've got no food and someone's having to like bite it's I could imagine if it if it was me in their shoes I would hate it oh yeah um so like trying to help them but then we had to think of ourselves like putting ourselves in danger trying to help these people so I know for a fact that if I'd have tried if I'd have done some sort of phone thing like you like you were looking into I would have been around there like I'll help you I'll get you this if they were local that is yeah it's just yeah I don't think I could just sit on the phone to somebody who I knew was having a really hard time I know what you mean I think I would have got very involved like yeah I would have felt like I wasn't doing enough and then it, that would have been it I would have been sort of I would have felt like I was responsible for them in some yeah. way um, I mean hats off to anyone that did it I sort of like didn't hear back so I, I would have done it if I'd heard anything but oh. I guess when I ended up doing the podcast, I guess that was my way of sort of trying to make up for that. Yeah. Sort of, um, you know, letting people have their say kind of thing and talk it out. But yeah, um, yeah it no, was good. It was, it was a lot. Like I was like neighbours who lived on their own or like elderly neighbours. I was like, yeah. well, I mean, that should be doing stuff for them. And um, yeah, but it was just, it was just so weird, wasn't it? It was nice yeah. how people started talking to each other more, like just chatting to the neighbours, like seeing how they're doing, like over the fence. Yeah. And, like just 
you could start to see communities coming together a little bit in that way. Yeah, I actually, yeah, when I was living with my friend, because I've like moved in, in between, so I moved to this place in August. So, yeah. um, we, when I was living with the boys, we got, um, like a bit more pally with our neighbours and everyone going out to do the clap and everything I, I mean I hated it but it was kind of nice to see everybody out of yeah. and and do all that so as much oh god I thought it was so ridiculous but yeah like it was it yeah there was a nice sense of community wasn't there like everybody everybody chatting and doing the clap <laughs> yeah I think in the early days it was really nice the clap it was like dead emotional and seen of a while but then it was just a bit like uh, there was just loads of debate over it obviously it, it wasn't a solution or anything it was like a problematic gesture in a lot of ways but um yeah it did sort of make, make people be, feel a bit more together in a lot of ways as well I think yeah yeah I think it's because that has sort of become the whole like they don't they're not giving the nurses pay rises or anything or the doctors pay rises or anything like that but we'll clap for you every thursday or whatever it was yeah that's yeah that's very that's where the trouble started wasn't it it was yeah yeah don't get me started (laughs) no no me neither (laughs) um and what would you tell other people going through these issues (sighs) um probably that there's light at the end of the tunnel so no matter what people are going through because I've had sort of my ups and downs like I only got um, diagnosed with the with fibromyalgia in January last year so that's been sort of my focus really but before that my mental health um really took like took a beating and I was seeing like a therapist and trying to do um all these things that like to try and help myself so yeah. um like before that I thought there was like the nothing was gonna ever be okay again you know I just I thought everything was shit everything was like awful um you know I've like you've like you've we've both been through like where you've like lost a job or you've left a job or whatever and you're just like what am I gonna do and but it always seems to work out. So I, I, I try to remember that, like, on a regular basis, that no matter what, like, I've been through or anyone else has been through either, there's other examples, not just your own, that there is, there's, like, there is light at the end of the tunnel and it always, does always come good, you know, like, you always... Yeah, yeah. Do you not think Definitely. like it's it's so hard to remember that at the time I think yeah. sort of like these things that you write down and you think right I'm gonna remember that I'm gonna remember that but you it's you can only write them down when you're feeling all right again but then they are really useful to look yeah. back on and think well I still believe that's true but it doesn't come straight to mind when you feel dead anxious and you think everything's rubbish and no what am I doing in my life and what's how's this gonna turn out how's that gonna turn out what should I do about this yeah just like yeah ignoring your gut instincts as well like yes I think yeah don't listen to that enough no encouraged to, I don't think we're encouraged to think with our heads and not our hearts yeah which I think is really strange because like I don't think it's very I don't think you, your brain can always be very logical mine isn't anyway no definitely not I really struggle with my brain it's not it's yeah. very my brain is very emotional <laughs> and just thing it's like emotions versus logic we're not encouraged to be emotional I think emotionally like I'm not going to get into all the stuff about the patriarchy and stuff but you know that's but this is why in workplaces we aren't taught to think like women men generally think with their heads not because it's men's fault, but because that's how they're encouraged. That's just how it is for men. That's what's expected of them. They're not taught to use their emotions, but women are. So when they have to suppress them in work, it's sort of like there's a tension there. A lot. Yes. Of Depending on the company, yeah. but generally speaking. No, most most companies I've worked for, and I've worked for various uh, different um, 
sectors and whatever it's always been the same um the women if if anything say if like somebody lost the shit one day and it was a woman it it's always like oh yeah is she on or like is it that time of the month kind of thing yeah. it's always like it always comes back to an emotional thing doesn't it when yeah. like any normal person would lose their shit at that like well um, funny because men are like encouraged to get angry and when men get oh angry, yeah it's, it's very masculine isn't it thought given to it yeah it's like yeah. they're powerful but if women get angry they're seen as crazy yeah so there's definitely yeah. a lot not right there but yeah no. I could be here all day <laughs> um, not. I was just gonna say fibromyalgia it's um like a stomach um diagnosis isn't it no it's um so it's chronic pain it's, it's like nerve pain yeah ah, um, you right. do... okay. no no it's um not a lot of people know about it to be honest yeah. um and a lot of people um there's like a belief that it's not really a thing um I think it's because there's a lot of um research yet to be done and I have been involved in two lots of research actually because I know that there is a lot of research that has to be done so that's quite interesting um but yeah it's it's chronic pain um like all over your body um IBS is is part of it um Right. And I do suffer with that as well. And so stress and IBS is like horrendous. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's the pain mostly. Like, I don't know if you'll notice, like I've been fidgeting around quite a bit. Like I can't sit still just because like just the pain. If I sit still for like a bit, the, pe- the pain is just bad. Like especially my lower half, my lower, lower back is like really bad. Then I've got my shoulders and um my knees and it's mostly my joints for me so that's just um, near constant is it yeah every day all day and it just gets some days it'll be worse some days it'll be all right you can sort of manage it but um I've gone through loads of different painkillers trying to figure out right um what to do with that and but I'm on codeine at the minute which isn't the best wow. that isn't good for my IBS either so I don't think it's good for anyone's stomach to be on that many painkillers but um yeah it's just trying to figure out like how to manage it like because yeah. I'd love to be able to exercise but I can't oh no the pain's just too much I can't even walk down the street without being in pain and then then I get anxious thinking can everyone tell that I'm walking weird or they're like oh, I'm God, in absolute know. agony oh, Christy. It sounds awful. yeah it's weird was it oh, is it since when around when you got a diagnosis had it worse than that or is it was it just that you just never knew for years I think I never knew for years because they were trying to my my cousin on my dad's side has got lupus and um that's um like a chronic pain illness as well like she gets arthritis and she's she's really struggled with it since she was like uh 15 I think um so they were looking into if it was that um they did tests for rheumatoid arthritis as well and osteoarthritis and something else um but that's all been fine so like the last thing it could have been was fibro and the only way they can test that is like the the points of where where the pain is so the diagnosis is really I don't think that that great I think it's just like your symptoms and your your pain points and that's it there's no like blood tests there's no like it's supposed to be like neurological pain um so they've they've not done anything like with my head or anything like that so I mean is it that or is it it? I don't know yeah yeah and like and now I'm being absolutely filled with painkillers just to like numb it and that I don't really like taking painkillers when I'm in pain because I like to know what's going on in my body yeah so it's like it's been really hard for me to sort of figure out like what I'm supposed to do and how I'm supposed to manage it so yeah sounds like a real frustrating process it is but it's only been yeah yeah it is long-winded and I think it's going to take a really long time to figure it out but like it's only been just over a year since I've known about it so it's just trying yeah. to like work out You're learning as much what, as you can 
Yeah, yeah. Same like same as everybody else because nobody else knows. Even doctors and stuff don't know too much about it. So yeah, like what are we supposed to do? Hopefully you don't know. Get there and find out some more. Do you have to keep like yeah going back for regular assessments, kind of thing? Yeah, my, to be to be fair, my GP surgery are amazing. Oh, that's good. I have um yeah, they're absolutely amazing. I've got um like a mental health nurse. She took like <laughs> I hate this term, but touches base with me um like every month. Um, the pharmacist keeps in touch with me about the about all of my medication um and then there's a pain nurse as well that keeps in touch with me so I have every month I'm speaking to someone at the doctors and if something's not working out I know I can say look it's not really working this for me and they're like right we'll, we'll change it then it's fine oh, they're really good yeah, yeah I'm really lucky in that respect oh so, yeah. god must be frustrating now I hope you uh get somewhere with it soon yeah um so what is your coping method then when you're having a rubbish day music Mm. listening to music I don't play um but listening to music can literally I can be crying my eyes out and put some like fun upbeat music on and I'm just like I change completely my mood changed completely and I'm dancing around or I'm like jigging around um yeah it never yeah happens, I mean it, it, yeah you, you know you listen to loads of music don't you yeah I mean even if it's like it doesn't have to be like upbeat let's get upbeat now it could be like if you're feeling sad I, I was heard something the other day and it was saying like people are more likely to listen to sad music they enjoy it more if they're feeling sad because it's sort of like an outlet I guess, and it's sort of a yeah, release, isn't it? Um, like, yeah. <laughs> if if you've on the verge, uh, yeah, I do that do that, song, and then you get those tears out. That that's bound to make you feel better. Yeah, that- yeah. That happened to me yesterday. Actually, I was watching. Um, it was really weird because I've never been like a massive fan of Pink, but I watched um, her new documentary on Amazon because it kept coming up, and I was like, "Fine, I'll oh, watch it." Oh, I've heard that. Yeah, it is really good. And it reminded me how many bangers she had when we were younger. Yeah, she like, Just like a pill and all those ones. But I was crying my eyes out because it took... Well, I'm emotional at the moment anyway because I'm hormonal. But I was crying my eyes out because it took me way back to, like, you know, when you had, like, your first boyfriend or something. <laughs> I was, like, oh, God, screaming That's the fun. lyrics out. And everything. oh, it was amazing. I was like, I've got to book tickets to go and see her now. Yeah. Oh, have you? <laughs> Off the back of that documentary? No, I, I need to. Oh, right. When, yeah. like, when, it's all, when COVID's done and everything. Yeah, yeah. She puts on a good yeah. show, doesn't she, like, with all the circus yeah. stuff, acrobatics and all that, aerobics, whatever you call it. Not aerobics. Yeah. Aerobics. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine her doing aerobics on the stage. I'd love that. Um, yeah, she's crazy what she does. Like, oh. flies over everyone. Sorry. What did you do? Oh, she was growling. Gosh. Pulled him back. There's something outside. Oh. <laughs> Excuse me. <laughs> I think he's going at a bird. He didn't used to mind birds, and now that's another thing that he barks at, as well as <gasps> the cats that come in. Right, sorry. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> he's so rude. <laughs> yeah, cat. <laughs> so music, yeah, it's it yeah. definitely never, never fails. It's always there for you, isn't it? <laughs> It is. It's weird, isn't it? I've always been like that, though. Music's always been like yeah. a big, big thing for me. And that's a big benefit of work from home as well, isn't it? I think, like, if I was in an office where yeah. it was frowned upon to have headphones in or they didn't play music in the office, it would just drive me mad. Like, I wouldn't be able to concentrate as easily. Yeah, it was like that for me when I worked at... Um... <laughs> in Manchester the other place I worked at in Manchester right won't name names but um I wasn't I basically wasn't allowed to do anything um I couldn't listen to music and where was it at like Betfred everyone had music in didn't they and like we all like got we got everything done though as well that's the thing I'm very I'm much more productive when I've got like a, a backtrack, a sound a soundtrack to my day on. Yeah, me and um, yeah, it was it was awful not being able to do that. Like have some yeah. 
and having to listen they, literally the call center were right there so having to listen to just them oh. yeah that's <sighs> that not great yeah you yeah. definitely need it yeah um yeah, and what has been your biggest challenge do you think during the pandemic um I think obviously navigating like the whole pain situation with the fibro that um challenges with work there's been so many different things going on at work um and having to like figure out like hiring um staff during a pandemic like and sort of figuring out how it how like like marketing and marketing a trust during a pandemic like how do you do that no one's going to want to like yeah yeah it's all yeah so that I think like I said maintaining social social relationships that's been really hard because I have enjoyed my own company and I do enjoy my own company I always have done yeah um but I've like gone way I've gone way into more into myself sort of hiding in this flat now that I'm on my own um whereas before living with the with the boys I've I had friends around me constantly and like I've been I, although I've enjoyed being on my own I've also had major FOMO if like they've done something or gone out or whatever and I've not yeah um, known about it or been invited or anything so that conflicting sort of wanting to be on your own and then having like major FOMO as well um yeah yeah it's getting loads of things everything yeah 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 um sort of trying to just looking after myself as well has been really hard yeah like I've been quite quite like fine just staying in eating and not moving yeah (laughs) I've won so much weight I know loads of people have but putting so much weight during lockdown I'm not that bothered because I feel like once we get out of it and once I've figured out like my body and stuff I'll I'll, I'll lose it again but it's yeah, just like it was bound to happen I'm not looking after myself yeah yeah, yeah it yeah. was bound to happen but I've really really not like yeah just been eating really bad food and I really shouldn't be yeah it's so. just getting into the habit with it can't you and then like using it to comfort yourself when there's not much going on and then enjoying it but then enjoying yeah. it too much and then enjoying it to the point where you're not enjoying it anymore because you start to feel a bit rubbish and <laughs> yeah it's, yeah it's uh yeah I don't think I'm on my own there either no definitely not 100% not and what's been a surprise positive for you during the whole pandemic um do you know what actually I was gonna say Kiki the parrot obviously that I love I love him and I love having him here um but my a few of my friends that have lived away have come home so like one friend Daisy she lived in London and I've and she's come home during the pandemic and I've seen her and that's been nice Hattie lives in Amsterdam she's been home so people that I would never I wouldn't have seen for like the whole year probably yeah have been home and I've got to see them so that's that's been really good um and I also think like although we've not seen each other or anything I feel like everyone's been nicer to each other yeah I think yeah 100% and another thing I kept thinking as well is it suddenly felt like we all had something in common like we all had something to talk about like just if you got chatting to a new person that you met and you you feel like you've got loads Mm. like um especially like about a, a month ago um or something or when we were just coming out it was like just really wanting to like chat and get it all out and be like talking about comparing notes and like how you found it and what you're looking forward to yeah. like people's excitement about getting back to it like obviously there's like yeah the like of certain measure of nerves and things like that nothing certain but yeah it's, it's it, it is nice I do think people are sort of more compassionate with each other definitely yeah and I feel like people are a bit more compassionate towards mental health problems as well yeah and more and more people are talking about it which means more and more people are getting the help that they need so there's there's been quite a lot of benefits although it's been awful and people have died yeah there have been positives which is 
good because you don't want it all to be negative no no of course no. not yeah everyone sort of realizing what's been positive then there's, there's bound to be yeah hard. i mean when we've all been forced to slow down basically and have a lot more time with ourselves like there was bound to be positives yeah. from that um and just numerous yeah. things you wouldn't think of like you said with your friends like because you get a lot of people who've returned to stay with parents don't you yeah like, yeah people live in big cities or whatever so I guess yeah. what brought people closer together in a lot of yeah. ways brought families together definitely yeah and what's one thing you wish someone would do when you're having a bad day um I when I'm having a bad day I just want someone to sort of listen yeah I don't want I don't want anyone to I've, I've I think I've made a point of this on like Instagram or Facebook before as well um I don't I don't need someone to help me fix my problems um unless unless I do and I've come to you to help me and I've said like help me fix this but I just I, it, I just want someone to listen to me rant like yeah. let me get it all out and then it's fine like I really struggle you know when people start throwing like oh why don't you just do yoga or have you tried like writing everything down and it's like yes I've tried everything I don't need you to tell me what to do I just want you to listen to me so I know yeah having someone it sounds so selfish and like so ungrateful but no I know it's not very helpful when you when someone starts reeling off all these things because pretty much every either it's already been suggested to you and you've tried it and it's not worked and someone else telling you to try bloody yoga is not gonna help like just let me talk and just like get it all out as well well that's basically like the whole reason therapy exists isn't it just to yeah like they they're not going to solve all of your individual problems or whatever no don't know you so how could they and they they don't know your life or whatever they don't know your own brain only you can sort of Mm. a lot of the time but just being able to vent that's what it's that that's yeah that's 90% that is that yeah and that's what I found because like I went through like loads of things like CBT and um one-to-one like um talking therapies and counseling and stuff um with the NHS and as as much as like I, I don't feel like CBT is for me um I ended up seeing a private counsellor and she genuinely like, I think she might have saved my life because oh. like talking about everything and getting it it's talking about everything got it straight in my head if that makes sense yeah so yeah. she didn't she didn't do anything I did it all <laughs> But it was someone to actually to have it like a sounding board, you know, sort of like. Of course, yeah. Yeah, you, you know what I mean. I just mean, like, like someone just to talk to. Yeah, yeah, and obviously they offer offer support as well, and they can still offer tips. Mm. And stuff, but yeah, I think yeah. the thing with like CBT is it doesn't focus on the past, and a lot of the time people just need to t- yeah. take right back to like childhood to understand more about themselves and get to know themselves better cbt just focuses yeah. on doesn't it and it's all very yeah activity focused and it's all very like focusing on problems and um mm. yeah it, it doesn't it doesn't work for everyone it can it can definitely yeah. teach really useful coping skills i'm not putting it down but um for a lot of reasons it won't work because if you can't talk about anything except you, your worries that you've had today you, you're not addressing like the majority of your life really or getting to know yourself better as well yeah that's so true yeah because yeah it just didn't it just didn't work for me because yeah talking about my anxiety for that day was like well what's the point I'm just talking about like what's happened not why it's happened yeah yeah and the whole reason why it happened was because of things like in my past and stuff so yeah yeah and that's the <clears throat> understanding everything and moving past it, isn't it? It is, yeah. Or trying to. Um, yeah. <laughs> and what's the best thing you ever did for yourself? Therapy. Of 
thought you might say that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I literally, I remember uh, she was laughing at me because, um, well, not laughing at me, but like towards towards the end of like the, the whole thing, because um, I'd sent her an email. I went on, um, I think it was uh, Psychology Today. I think it was that. And you can search for a therapist in your area. And she was listed on there. And I just sent her an email saying help. And um, oh. and like in the subject box, it said that. And then I like I reeled off all everything. Yeah. And she was like, could you imagine like, she was like, do you remember sending me that? And I was like, I do now. Like I didn't, but she reminded me. And she was like, everything's changed like, in the past oh. year. So you yeah, so therapy, that. I did therapy for a year. Oh yeah. Um, and it was yeah best thing I've ever done that therapy like and actually get actually going to my GP and saying look I need help rather than and then like going you know like getting tablets and getting the help from them first that that led me to therapy I don't think I would have gone straight to therapy but yeah yeah the whole the whole process but starting that whole process definitely the best thing ever yeah. some people are scared to go to the GP and sometimes it can be scary because sometimes, like sometimes, some people their GP aren't very helpful. But you just have to keep persevering with it. Go to a different GP, or um, I don't know. Go to a. I don't. I don't even know what other. I was lucky that I only had to go to my GP. I don't know where else anyone can go. But there are other yeah. options. There are a lot of free um, support. Networks, yeah. Sources of help. Um, I mean, there's like different things that you can text and there's every local authority has somewhere as well where you can be yeah to, although you might need GP referral for it in the first place. Um, there are different things. I put them on my Instagram page, like in a highlight. Oh, did you? Um, yeah, just to keep them there because there, there is like a perception that it's going to either be really expensive, that it's going to be a really long waiting list, which there can be, definitely. Mm. Or that you're going to end up on medication. I think people get scared of that. I think that's why that scares them from going to the doctor, but they won't yeah. immediately put you on that if you don't need it. Like, if you don't want to, yeah. I genuinely feel like that helped me massively as well because I was on one of them um, for three years and then I changed recently right. to another one and now I'm coming off that one altogether. So mm. I'm on very low dose now um and I'm I feel I've, like this is the best I've felt for years so oh, that's good it helps at least you've got that yeah. set of um medication started there and that's a relief <laughs> yeah yeah figured that one out cracked that one because <laughs> it comes like yeah a time. it's a real long process with people who need medication for mental health support or whatever it's it it yeah. can everyone's bodies respond differently everyone's brains respond differently and yeah I think it can be really exhausting for people and that's the thing as well if something's not working for you um then you can change it yeah like I did I found that um on one um it was working for some things but not for another thing like and one of the main things so now I'm on another one and that's working for everything so now I'm feeling much better and I can and now I'm seeing if I can wean myself off it if not then I'll go back up yeah and I'll I'll have it I'll carry on having it until I am feeling better but it's not a permanent thing it, well it doesn't have to be but it can be if you want it to be as well it yeah it doesn't really matter but it, the main thing is is that you feel better again and of course I think yeah. that's sort of the, the stigma isn't it that people think that like is, yeah. you know like the cold happy pills or crazy pills or whatever and nobody really talks about it but but no and I hear different things like I hear some people say oh I tried them for a bit and that was all I needed and then I came off and some people say yeah. I need it to live my life and I'll probably always be on it and I'm really happy so yeah. that you know for those people they've probably found the right one um but it is important for people to know that they can change and find what works for them I guess because some yeah. people can really struggle with what they're on and just think well this is what my doctor's prescribed to me and this is what I should be on and then yeah. the withdrawal effects as well because I know they can be quite severe. yeah 
they can I think people also like for me anyway it was I didn't want to be a burden I didn't want to go to my doctor and say like oh I'm not finding this very helpful can I change it and it was actually my pharmacist who <coughs> once like this this why my GPs is so great because like my pharmacist was just like if it's not working for you Christy don't take it you know change it to something else it's oh, all about like you isn't it yeah and I was like well yeah actually it is so now yeah. now like the with me working it. in it <laughs> exactly with me working in the NHS I like have it, all my um, medics all my pharmacists like whoever I have all their work emails and I'm I'm just emailing them for work and they're replying to me and like I have that in so it's that's like, obviously really helpful for me but like you can just ring them and be like look let me just change it yeah I think like with the whole mental health thing as well becoming more of a an issue I feel like um GP surgeries and the NHS are making um making it much easier to sort of get yourself sorted if you if you know what the point I'm trying to make is like they are like the pathways to get get the help that you need is a lot easier than it was yeah that makes sense digital's really helping that along like because they've had to adapt Mm. a lot to digital healthcare yeah new ways of getting people to where they want to be it's bound to isn't it it's bound to speed it up yeah really be a good thing yeah Mm. good um and what's one thing you'd want to tell the younger you, the younger Christy? See, when I read this, I struggled because if I was to go back to my younger self now, like, I don't know if I could say anything because my, my younger self was, like, confident, didn't really give, like, a shit about anything, like, no. just went and did whatever um, so I'm like a completely different person now. I think my younger self needs to come and talk to me about things. Yeah, <laughs> think... people have said that. I think I think the same. There's a lot we can take from it. Yeah, it doesn't yeah. really have to be like we're telling them lessons. Do you know what I mean? It could be telling them keep doing what you're doing. <laughs> you're yeah, doing all right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, probably that. Maybe um, focus more on like. Um, new GCSEs but to be fair I've got like loads I've got degree degrees out of my ear holes is that, is, that <laughs> right? is that the right term I've got degrees I've got like I didn't I didn't go to uni straight after college did I no. so um like I think that was better for me yeah so, like Damn. focusing on school is yeah yeah but like, who cares about your GCSEs if you go into uni as a mature student? You don't need all that stuff. No. Um, I think maybe travel more. Yeah. Well, you're younger and don't waste your money on going out all the time. Like, go abroad and go out. Like, I don't think I had my, my like, adult passport until I was about maybe maybe in my 20s. Oh, did you not? No, I don't think so. Oh, I did definitely didn't go. Oh no, that's a lie. Maybe like my late teens, anyway. But right. I definitely should have gone away a lot more when I was younger. Yeah, I guess Maybe that. Time it's just all focused on like week to week, isn't it? And like, yeah, want to be out with everyone. You don't want to be staying in, and it's really hard to save yeah. your money for something big like a holiday. <laughs> when yeah, it is week to week, and not earning. Yeah, and plus. Well, yeah, that's another thing. And I'd moved out, so I, I had my own flat. I was living with my yeah. friend Steph, so like I was paying for that as well, and a car. And yeah, yeah, so yeah, yeah. It is. It just be better with money in general. Yeah, yeah. I think we could all have have done that when we were younger, but that's mm. a lesson that you learn, isn't it, along the way? Yes, I've still not learned that lesson. <laughs> I'm terrible with money. <laughs> yeah. So last question, what are your go-to songs that you want everyone to hear? Well, this is a weird one for me because it's not really like my usual taste, but it came on not so long ago. I think it might have come on my shuffle and I was listening to the lyrics and I was like, oh my God, this is amazing. So I actually have it on its own in a playlist on Spotify, which is called Listen To When Sad. (laughs) 
period. Um, yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> um, and it's, do, you, do you remember DB Boulevard points of view? No, I don't think so. Wait, oh, if you hear it, you will. A bit dancey. Yeah, a bit dancey, but a bit like chill dancey as well. But no, yeah, yeah, it came on my shuffle and I was like, this is amazing. I forgot how good this song was. And I remembered every lyric, obviously, like you do when you listen to all the songs. Yeah, but yeah, I'll listen to it. It's so good. And yeah, um, I've got a feeling I might know it. I just can't think of it right now. You will know it. You will. You'll definitely know it. Um, but yeah, that 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 one song or anything, you know, I'm a big Bombay Bicycle Club um, yeah. fan. I do love them. Anything, me too. They get me like a bit giddy. Just, yeah, just that one, that points of view song. I'll add it to the playlist. The one. What was the gig that I saw you at at Castlefield Bowl, you and your brother? Was it Miles K? Last Shadow Puppets. Yeah, last time of it, yeah. Yeah, oh, that was good. That was so good. It was good. Yeah. I can't wait till gigs. That was so good. I know. Oh, I miss living like that because I could just walk down. Yeah, it was so close. I miss living around there. Yeah. Yeah. It was really cool. I just, like, wandered down and then, like, stumbled home. I remember we um, stole loads of glasses from outside the wharf. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Probably shouldn't admit that, but yeah, I was like, get that glass. Well done it. Because it was um, it was the apples glass actually, and I'm having a bottle. Of oh, I thought you were going to show me the glass then. <laughs> no, no, I think I left them at the flat with, with Ben Gandhi. Oh, I think he's got them. Um, but yeah, oh, the wharf as well. I miss the wharf. Yeah, you get back there still. Yeah, yeah. All, just um, live music and proper days and nights out. And we need to finally arrange yeah. the one that we keep talking about. I know. Me, you and Charlotte, I don't think we're ever going to go out ever again, are we, together? <laughs> oh, don't say that. <laughs> no, you know, I'm only joking. <laughs> but we've been saying it literally for years. And I then, know. And then Michelle had a baby. And then like, yeah, I, mean, I moved. It was back even more. And yeah. yeah. We'll get it together. Yeah, we will. I'm, I'm up for all of it this year. I just need to... Uh, <sighs> Me too. Get back in touch with everyone and just get out there again. Yeah, same. I'm going to an emo night in Blackpool. An emo night? Yeah. <laughs> That's my first night out, an emo night like in that. Blackpool on the 26th. It's called <laughs> Fat Lit. Like on brand for Blackpool. Oh, I mean, yeah. Well, it's, a lot of fat scene. It's, well, yeah, there is, yeah. Oh, well, yeah. That's it, but that's like, in, it's, it's like the indie bar sort of. It's bootleg, so it's yeah, it is a bit of that vibe. Nice. Um, Fat lips a good name for it. I know. I, I saw it and I was like, I have to go. Um, so that's going to be my first night out. So I'm going to be well in the mood after that, I think. Oh, yeah, that'll be good. But my Chemical Romance, yeah. Sum 41. Yes. Blink. Blink 182. Yeah, would you call uh, them? A bit of Muse. I'd be happy for them to be. Yeah. On. I don't know whether I would have called them email, but yeah college rock they were, yeah that, that's the vibe isn't it it's not yeah, like isn't it? oh that sounds a good night i'm jealous now i know <laughs> just come down come down if you want just, we've still i think my my friend carrie bought about 14 tickets and he's just handing them out to oh, all yeah. of our friends he's like come come I'm really excited oh so, yeah yeah <laughs> put my shants on and um make my hair all greasy <laughs> yeah get the eyeliner out yeah shants were like a mixture of shorts and pants like they were too long to be short oh too short to be pants <laughs> I should have figured that out really shouldn't I no up. I don't remember them well you're gonna have to get a pair so it's a good job I told you no thanks <laughs> sounds awful see I wasn't even an emo back in the day yeah um, no I don't I think I was an emo but I was definitely um well I was probably a closet emo I was just really into it and like my mate would rip me for listening to it but yes, well into that's it. the same as me I got told I, everyone had a go well, everyone all my friends at school used to have a go at me about talking to the moshes like, <laughs> yeah. but the moshes are who I've stayed friends with for like 20 odd years so and I used to yeah. live with them can't go wrong with the mosher solid no <laughs> shants oh my god you got it. <laughs> oh my god they're amazing right aren't they 
with flip-flops. <laughs> yeah. Got they. I don't remember them being for emos anyway. Yeah. Yeah, they were. They were. <laughs> Funny. Trust me. Well, thank you anyway for all thank of Thank you for having me. Those, they were really useful, I think. Hopefully they'll be of use to people and I appreciate you Hopefully. opening up. I know it's probably really nerve-wracking. <laughs> yeah. But um, I hope you manage the return to normality and uh, yes, and feel a bit better soon as well. Thanks, mate. I'll keep you. I'll keep you informed. I'll uh, let you know in the, the old group chat. Yeah. Cool. Well, <laughs> enjoy the rest of your evening. Keep your fan on. You too. Try not to melt. <laughs> oh, God, I'm going to strip off as soon as I come off here. Yeah. <laughs> <Same>. <laughs> All right, mate. Thanks very much, Christy. so that was christy i hope you enjoyed that chat it's always interesting finding out about new conditions and hopefully someone might identify with what christy's going through and figuring out how to manage that as well and i will say that christy didn't think we were gonna get it together with the plan that we've been saying we're gonna catch up for ages but I'm actually seeing her at the end of the month with our other friend Michelle so a nice trip to Blackpool's on the cards which I'm sure will be quite a quiet night at the library not also I just want to pay tribute to Christy's little pet conure parrot who sadly passed away after we recorded this podcast which was devastating to hear about I hope you're okay Christy everyone hope you have a good fortnight and I'll see you soon Bye.